Welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. We are your hosts. My name is Chris Alvick. And I'm Connor Thompson. This week, we are bringing you September 2nd through September 8th in 1991. That's a cool year, right? Fine vintage. September 2nd, the United States re-recognizes the independence of Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania, and the US government reopens the embassies there. That's pretty cool. That's This is some Soviet crumbling and and re-establishment of independent nations. What a time to be alive. I know. Although a couple years ago, it probably would have been so easy to like name countries in the world. But Soviet Union, I just named like 50 <laughs> countries. They're all in there. Also on this date, we found a story titled Dial D for Despair over a lost area code and way of life. California is breaking up. In November, area code 213 will split into 310. In November 1992, area code 714 splits into 909. And starting today in the Bay Area, 415 gives rise to 510. What follows are memories of an area code. Unlike most Californians, I am not area code transient. I was born into area code 415, have lived most of my life in area code 415, and somehow expected to die in area code 415. I say this as the phone circuitry on the east side of San Francisco Bay crackles in preparation for today's switch from 415 to 510. 42% of the Bay Area's 3,415,000 residents, including me, will be split off from the 415 mainland along a telecommunications fault line. Because of some technocratic logic for solving the problem of growth, I am being placed at long distance from most of my friends, all of my family, and my entire 415 heritage. That's a heartbreaking story. Oh my god. I can't believe we haven't seen the biopic of this guy. I don't even know what to make of this. It's yeah. so, it's over the top. so painfully over the top. That being said, this was a big deal. Like, uh, in the 90s, a lot of area codes were split. Do you remember, prior to 1993, being part of the 416? I do not. I, I mean, I remember dialing well, you numbers and not seven, needing an yeah, area code. you remember seven-digit dialing. Yeah, seven-digit dialing. Mm-hmm. But prior to 1993, so much of Southern Ontario was encompassed by the by a single area code, 416. You Americans which, may know that as the six. Yeah. Toronto. We from the Golden Horseshoe used to be part of the six. That's right, Drake. Until 1993. One and then of we us. got split One off. Of now we're part of the 905. I feel for this writer a little bit, but not that big of a deal. Let's move on to better and brighter stories. On September 3rd, two tons of pure cocaine seized, 10 men arrested. In Boston, federal officials on Monday exhibited bales of cocaine stacked <laughs> like cordwood and announced a bust that they netted 4,822 pounds of cocaine, which they said would have been worth 500 million on the street. I've never heard cocaine being described in bales. In bales. Yeah, <laughs> it's what, so good. Yeah, that's a new one. Bricks is oh, usually bricks the cocaine, kind of cocaine, sure, but bales. Yeah. 11 people in Massachusetts and Florida were charged and 10 arrested in a third major cocaine bust in the Boston area since June. Bostonians love their coke. Apparently. It's like tea to them. All right, let's continue on. Let the good times roll. September 4th. Holy fuck. Food plant fire kills 25. Exits blocked. Chicken workers in North Carolina are trapped in a facility that had never been inspected for for safety. Fire engulfed a chicken processing plant Tuesday, creating an inferno in which panicked workers were trapped by blocked or locked doors, witnesses said. Authorities said 25 people were killed and 40 were injured. This is horrible. Blackened footprints could be seen later on a door where workers tried to kick their way out to escape the flames. This is maybe the worst thing we've ever read on the podcast. That is a tragedy. I hate to say the week doesn't get entirely that much better. This is why work safety standards exist. This is dark. We need to lighten it up. Yeah, is a better day, a brighter tomorrow. Bush gets putting green on White House lawn. Yes! 
President Bush no longer has to leave home to play golf. A nine-hole putting green was installed on the White House South Lawn while he was vacationing in Maine. Quick note, this is now a podcast about U.S. presidents playing golf. I love it. As this is the third week in a row we have mentioned a U.S. president playing golf. Moving on, September 6th, American syndicated game show Trump Card aired its last episode today. Now, we wanted to make a joke about this being a Donald Trump-related game show, but according to the Wikipedia article for this, it was filmed at the Trump Castle Casino in Atlantic City, so yeah, yeah. That's, where, that's where Trump ties in, and that's good enough, but it doesn't mention anything else about Donald Trump, so he probably didn't have much it's to do with it. It's still kind of a Trump, like, I just imagine, like, enough. you played the Trump card and a big picture of Donald Trump's face on it. Orange, stupid face. Have you ever noticed that Donald Trump has sunglasses tan, but I've never seen him wear sunglasses? No, I, yeah. I mean, I yeah. I can think of it. I'm that's picturing that now. He's got it all the time, but where's he wearing the sunglasses? Do you, do you think he goes to, like, a tanning booth and just 100%. wear... Instead of putting on those little eye-covery glasses... He wears full-on Ray-Bans. He just wears, yeah, he just yeah. pops on some Ray-Bans or some aviators and just goes for a nice little spray tan. Awful. Also, on this date, we found a story titled, Viewers to Trek, Where No Man Has Gone Before. Trekkies will get a chance to see the first five Star Trek films back-to-back on the big screen Saturday at the Century Cynodome 8 Complex in Orange, California. The marathon will also offer a sneak peek at footage from the upcoming Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. What a time to be alive. Wow. Have I really gone out and just stated how much I'm into Star Trek on this podcast? Yes. Okay. I wasn't actually sure if I've, I actually really honestly wasn't sure if that had been stated. So Chris has a TV up on the wall here and the screensaver just came off and like the top corner of the screen <laughs> is a picture of Homer Simpson wearing a chef's hat and then the rest of the screen is ads for Ashley Madison and single Asian women looking to date Canadian men. It's the, I mean, <laughs> actually I'm not going to say the website. It is a, it is a bay. It's a, it's a site for a bay where certain types of seafaring people go to... Somalians, actually. It's collect, a Somalian-based website. To collect and uh, distribute their content. Let's so the ads on our are, are little... Just, let's just move on. Yeah. September 7th. Back to the Future, the animated series premiered today on CBS. The 90s, a time when any successful non-R-rated movie franchise could get adapted into a cartoon series. That's true. A few notes that I looked up on this series, the DeLorean can now travel anywhere in space and time, and his voice activated, apparently. I assume Doc Brown's dog, Einstein, can now talk because it's a cartoon and there is a voice actor listed as Einstein. That's fun. In addition to the weekly animated adventures, the show opened and closed with live-action segments. At the end of the episode, Doc Brown, actually played by Christopher Lloyd in these segments would do an experiment often related to the plot of the episode uh, with his lab assistant Bill Nye. What? These segments later uh, really helped Bill Nye land his own show, which we all know as Bill Nye the Science Guy. So I guess, in a way, Back to the Future is responsible for science class occasionally being super awesome. I say that because all science classes were always at least a little awesome. Very cool. Also, speaking of things adapted into children's cartoons, Little Shop premiered today, based off of the Little Shop of Horrors uh, series. Uh, It was actually based off the Little Shop of Horrors musical, which was based off of the 1960 movie. It lasted for a whole of 13 episodes. News article today. 
Las Vegas plan to kill tortoises under review. Mm-hmm. This is a dark yep, week. Back on track. After intense public outcry, Las Vegas officials are shying away from plans to kill desert tortoises not adopted or relocated within five days after being found on property slated for development. Clark County Commissioner Bruce Woodbury said Friday that he would introduce a resolution at the next Board of Commissioners meeting to scrap the option of euthanizing tortoises. Because, you know, human decency. Quote, the euthanasia option would likely have never been exercised, Woodbury said Friday, but people are concerned and we need to ease their minds because people don't want random tortoises being killed. This just seems like concept. I mean, I guess this is good news because they didn't kill the tortoises, but like, how was that something on the table? The fuck is this week? All right, September 8th. Here we go. Woman guilty in cheerleading case, free during appeal. This is out of Houston. A woman sentenced to 15 years in prison for trying to hire a hitman to further her daughter's cheerleading careers free on a $75,000 bond pending an appeal of her conviction. Wanda Holloway, age 37, was freed Thursday after spending the night in the Harris County Jail. Earlier Thursday, State District Judge George Goodwin granted bond for Holloway, who was sentenced Wednesday. In addition to the prison sentence, Holloway was fined $10,000 for trying to arrange the murder of the mother of her daughter's cheerleading rival. A jury decided that Holloway wanted to hire someone to kill Verna Heath because she believed Heath's daughter, Amber, would be so distraught she would withdraw from the cheerleading competition. That might be... This is the worst shitty week of news we have ever read. Yeah, holy shit, 1991. September is not off to a good start. We scoured for good stories. There was nothing. Yeah. um, Except the golf one, which is obviously That being said, the cheerleading one we kind of really had to put in there. I read into it a little bit more. She was eventually, like, fully convicted or whatever, served time in jail. I'm done with this. Yeah, we're moving on. Movies and music. Let's get some better stuff in there. Movies. Top of the charts. Number one. Dead Again. This is... I've never seen this movie. It's got Kenneth Branagh in it, Emma Thompson. It's a whole uh, reincarnation kind of deal. But it features Robin Williams in a small role. He's like their psychiatrist or something. Huh. A disgraced psychiatrist. Oh, the number two movie. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Holy shit. This, great movie. Oh yeah, this is one of probably one of the greatest movies of all time. Agreed. When I look at this movie, it makes me feel okay that James Cameron went to our high school. Agreed. I don't think we've ever mentioned that on the podcast. We went to the same high school as James Cameron. Anyway, T2 is a fantastic movie. Terminator 1 is a very good movie. Oh yeah. But T2 just blew this Cranked out. Cranked it up. Alright, moving down the list to close out the top five, we have Child's Play 3, Hot Shots, and Doc Hall. Hollywood. Otherwise, not a lot going on. Boys in the Hood? Is that 10? Yeah, Boys in the Hood is such a good movie. I love that. Um, You know what? Maybe we just end it there, Boys in the Hood. Yeah, let's end up Boys in the Hood because what a great movie. Cuba Gooding Jr., Lawrence Fishburne, and uh, Morris Chestnut. I just love Morris Morris Chestnut's name. That's the best name. It is the greatest name. Billboard, top 100, number one spot, a Canadian no less. Yeah. Brian Adams with Everything I Do. I do it for you. I didn't know this was from Robin Hood. This is apparently yeah. from the Robin Hood soundtrack that was also in the billboard at number seven, yeah. or box office at number seven. I actually watched some of the music video for this. It is a straight up movie tie-in. Okay. Cuts okay. from Brian Adams yeah. singing to like Robin Hood shooting his arrow and it defying physics, you know, that kind of thing. Regular stuff. All right, let's continue on. Promise of a New Day, Paula Abdul is at number two. Yeah. We get Motown Philly by Boys to Men at three. That is great. Great song. <laughs> Things that make you go hmm by CNC Music Factories at four. Things that make you go hmm. And 3 a.m. Eternal uh, by the KLF at five. That is a very 
weird music video. Also, yeah. very weird band. I don't ever remember anything from the KLF, mostly because they deleted apparently their entire music library in 1992. That's very weird. Yeah. One thing they did before they were big in like the late 80s, they released a track uh, under the name The Time Lords called Doctor and the TARDIS. Nice. And it's just a combination of that uh, song. It's like, dun, 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 dun. hey, dun, 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 dun. but it's uh, okay. Doctor Who. Oh my God. That is Who. heinous. Mixed in with the Doctor Who theme song. Yeah. Kind of cool. Ugh. Let's slide down the list a little bit. Number nine. I knew you were going for yes. number nine. Time, Love, and Tenderness by... Dare I say, fan of the show, Michael Bolton. We plug him enough that he is probably he a fan by now. The show, yeah. I mean, he's probably not. He's probably never heard of us, but we like to dream. We're dreaming big. Yeah. And because you know what? You know who helped us learn to dream big? Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton. He told us we could go the distance. We can. Number 11, Good Vibrations by Marky Mark. Possibly in the Funky Bunch. I have no idea. Moving down the list, we've got... I don't know. Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff at Oof. number 21. Shiny Happy People by R.E.M. at 22. Oh, That's a good one. Nice. I didn't even notice that. Fantastic song. Ooh, Wholehearted by Extreme at 29. Very 90s. Oh, okay. I've, I've got it. I've got the closing song. All right. Number 35. I had a feeling Enter that. Sandman by Metallica. It's That's a, a song. It's a great song. It's, an it's enjoy- a great rock and roll song. It is an undeniably enjoyable song. I'll give it that. It's a classic rock song. Metallica is not what they once were. However, 91, this is prime time. I'm not a big Metallica fan, but yeah, I cannot deny that this is a very enjoyable song. When you hear it, you just kind of have to get into it. Yeah, I'm not really a big Metallica fan either, but respect where it's due. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair. All right, let's jump into our 90s spotlight. This is, this is one we've been chatting about for a little bit. Yeah, It's finally made its way onto the show. I'm just going to pose a question yep. to Connor and, okay. and the audience. Whatever happened to predictability? Hmm. The Milkman, the Paperboy, Evening TV. That's right. This week's spotlight is on theme songs for TV show starring Bob Saget. You thought I might have been going full house there, but we're just going the overarching I love it. theme songs for Bob Saget. This, is... this and America's Funniest Home Videos. Those are the big two. Yeah. Right. To a lesser extent, maybe we'll talk about it a little bit. Hi, I Met Your Mother. However, let's rewind back to the 90s. That Full House theme song. You know it. Every time you hear it, you know what that song is. I will one day, you know, be bedridden, I'll have full-blown dementia or Alzheimer's or something terrible. But if Full House comes on, I'm singing that theme song. Oh, yeah. Everywhere you look. Oh my god. Everywhere you go. One of the inspirations for this is I've been listening to a lot of Carly Rae Jepsen lately. Yeah, you didn't Who know can say that? Who can honestly say that Probably in their life? Probably just me. And she did the theme song for Fuller House, which That's is true. just kind of a, you know, a pepped up version of this. Yeah. Same song, but it just imbued me with happiness and joy in a way that only theme songs from Bob Saget TV shows can do. That and, um, yeah, America's Funniest Home yeah. Videos. Speaking of bringing happiness and joy into your life. Anytime, you know, you're, like, feeling blue and America's Funniest Home Videos came on, it just amped you up. The red, white, and blue. The funny, funny things, things you, you do, do America, America. 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 
This is you. Like, I remember when I was a kid, my younger brother was two or three, and I remember my family sitting down to watch America's Funniest Home Videos. Like, this was a regular thing that we did. That's one of those things you do on, like, Friday or It was or such Sunday a family-friendly show. America's Funniest Home Videos might be at the very core of family-friendly comedy. 90s Bob Saget. We're just going to delve right into these two shows. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. 90s Bob Saget was just such a family-friendly, campy person. He was the campiest dude on Full House. He was just so happy, so loving for his kid. He'd go up to, to Joey and Uncle Jesse and just hug him. Yeah, and like this is before <laughs> this is before either of us were old enough to know of any of Bob Saget's stand up. Oh, he is the raunchiest. He is. It's great. Yeah. But like he was just such a family friendly icon to oh, us. Yeah. And every week, everywhere you look, and the funny things you do, those theme songs just set the tone for the next half hour to come in either of those shows. And we're not gonna talk too much about this, but I wanna go over it quickly. Obviously he played a big part in How I Met Your Mother as the narrator, and even the How I Met Your Mother song, even though it's a two thousand theme song and it's very short is still really memorable i don't know it's what 10 15 seconds something yes but it's so upbeat it has no lyrics but it still makes you super happy it sets the tone for how i met your mother which was a more grown-up sitcom but still very accessible to most ages and upbeat it was such a bob saget is there an america's funniest home videos box set can I buy that? I, I don't know. Like, like just the Saget ears, no Bergeron? Yeah, none of that. Yeah, I mean, Bergeron gets shit on a lot. He's no Bob Saget. He's no Bob Saget. Like, he he had a tough act to follow. Like, sure Bergeron did. did an okay job. Wasn't you just cannot follow Saget. Nope. All right, let's uh, Bergeron yeah, to our sponsor. That's, yeah, let's, let's do that. So this week, we bring you a genuine, 100% bona fide, legitimate... $10 sponsor. One of the first emails we got into the show came from a listener named Lyle. Lyle has his own podcast called Amazing Advertising. Lyle is super into ads and the mascots that companies use, and he goes pretty in-depth looking into those. So I'll read you what he's got here, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Amazing Advertising is the podcast dedicated to advertising mascots, slogans, and jingles. Tune in to relive some of your greatest childhood memories. Who doesn't remember Mac Tonight, the Taco Bell Chihuahua, or even California Raisins? Each week, Lyle highlights a different advertising mascot. He talks about their history, the people behind the character, voice actors, and he plays some old commercials. Find Amazing Advertising on iTunes or Stitcher. This week's mascot is the annoying but lovable Domino's mascot, The Noid. I've heard to avoid that particular character. You should avoid The Noid. There's a great show waiting for you, so tune in, sit back, relax, and enjoy the memories. I'm not sure. I'm really, I'm really iffy on this Noid character. I don't know if I should avoid him. I don't know if I should not. So I guess I have to check out Amazing Advertising and find out what the deal is on the Noid. If we do like, I don't know, 70% research for our show, like Lyle does 100. Yeah. He's peddled to the metal on information. We're we're a little bit more relaxed. This is a very (laughs) well-researched, very informative podcast. Anyway, huge shout out to Lyle and huge shout out to Amazing Advertising for uh, sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Check them out and relive some of your greatest nostalgia when it comes to people trying to sell you stuff. And maybe even more importantly than everything Chris just said, always avoid the noise. I will keep that under consideration. So, as always, you can find us online. Send us an email at stuckinthe90spodcast at gmail.com. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash stuckinthe90spodcast. We've got a website, stuckinthe90spodcast.com. We've got our own .com domain. Yeah. Twitter, SIT90s. 
Check that out. Instagram, Stuck in the 90s Podcast. I just got a notification that my old boss just started following me on that. That's fun. Roy, shout out to you if you're still listening. That's uh, that's awesome. Last oh, thing to do. Uh, hold on. One time. more thing before you do that. If you like the show and you want to support us, obviously you can be a $10 sponsor. Send us 10 bucks. Send us a blurb. We'll plug your shit. That's that's how that works. We will definitely do that. Shall we find out what we're doing next year? Or you got more notes, do you? If you want to support the show but don't have any stuff to plug, it'd be super cool if you left us a review on iTunes. Oh, yeah. We haven't said that in a while. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, hasn't happened in a while. Friends. We have we have eighteen reviews. Really? That's that's a lot of friends. That'd be cool too. But I mean you do you. You know? You do you. Yeah. Positive reviews are fantastic. Alright, what year are we doing? I don't know. Let's uh let's give this a little spin. Okay. Good? Yeah. All right. That works. So next week is September 9th to 15th, 1998. Awesome. This is this is a good year. Yeah, this is com- coming into our wheelhouse. Oh, I think this is like, well, this would have been fifth grade for us. Yeah, start of school. I think we'll have a good week next week on the podcast. I promise we will bring you more chipper news. This was just yeah, a desolate, barren week. I mean, I can remember some 1998. I feel like I was in a better place then. Happier place. Um, news was a lot better, so here's hoping for next week. But for now, I think the podcast is now over.